I think it's important for us to revisit imposter syndrome because it just keeps showing itself up as an yeah. ugly, just like thorn in your side. And yeah. it's coming because you are not being yourself. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the collected convo I had with Ryan Linder in our last episode. If you haven't listened to that one, you should go listen to it. You can listen yeah. after this one, but you should listen to it at some point. This podcast isn't one you have to listen to the first to the end. You can bounce around as much as you want. Totally. We, uh, I think it's fun to hear what we have to say because it feels like you're part of the conversation and then you can go listen to that one. Yeah. I mean, if you're new here, um, we hi. have pods, the weekly pods are basically connected. So the first one's an interview. Um, and then the next one is our recap of it. And so. the FYF has nothing to do with any of them. It's nope. just a win. It's exciting. And you should do that. Yeah. Um, and also if you're new here, hi, I'm Leslie Logan. We and never I'm Brad. Yeah. Well, we are, I introduce you. We don't introduce me. So this yeah, is that's true. <laughs> She's Leslie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Welcome. To, today is November 9th and, uh, of 2023 and it's actually Cambodian Independence Day. 1953 is when they actually got their independence from France because yes, France tried to take the, well, France ruled over them for a while. and Almost a um, hundred years. It was like the 1860s that they were quote unquote yeah. discovered by France again. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a lot of not so good things in there. Uh, but um, it's also why when you go to Cambodia, some people do speak French. Yeah, there's a lot of French influence mm -hmm. for sure. Yes. No doubt um, about it. But it is their Independence Day and it's a big holiday there, um, often celebrated more in, in, the, in the capital city of Phnom Penh. But at any rate, uh, I think it's really amazing that they have their independence from another country. Yeah. And Cambodia has a soft spot uh, in our hearts because we have a place there. Yeah. Uh, we go there um, every single year. Uh, we actually sponsor a girl there to go to school. We take people there on retreats. We get to explore all the things it's we really fall in love yeah, uh, with the country a, of Cambodia. We live in a village. It's just incredible. When you're part of that village, it's really fun to, you know, be part of that. And uh, it's I, I love taking people there because it's really important that you see we can all travel to Europe and other Western countries all the time. I think it's really important to see how people live in other parts of the world that are different than your own. Yeah, it really it's not just about like being grateful for what you have. It's actually like they're very present people, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, and it's a, it's a place. It's like when I'm there, it's like, you feel like you turn off the whirlwind and like, it's just a, it's an outdoor see like lifestyle. Like they spend a lot of time of their day outside. A lot of time Very outside. much in community. Yeah. They take care of each other so much. And so we, you know, we, you, you really start to realize like how much you can be part of your own community where you live when you see how communal some people can be. So anyways, uh, happy Independence Day to them. Um, we just got back. Well, I just got back from Chicago. Brad did not join me on this trip. Um, that means I didn't get lost. I didn't lose an ID. I didn't do anything <laughs> that I didn't miss a flight or any of those things. Uh, <laughs> knock on wood. Uh, and I'm actually headed into um, Arizona tomorrow to have a girls week with my family. And then I come back and I'm home for the rest of November with Brad. And we have Black Friday, Cyber Monday 
Sunday stuff going on, which we will only offer during the week of the actual American Thanksgiving. So if you are wanting to know what those deals are, you'll have to get on the email list for that stuff. Yeah. So both for onlinepilatesclasses.com, for OBC and for Profitable Pilates, yeah. we're going to be doing some special things. And um, I really am excited uh, for our BFCM, Black Friday, Cyber Monday um, sale coming up for Profitable Pilates because it's all about a webinar that I'm going to do a public webinar that yeah. I'm going to do uh, on December 3rd. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. And it's going to be all about what your Pilates website needs. Mm -hmm. uh, so make sure you're paying attention to that. That's where you're going to get those tickets um, and come hang out with me and we'll dig into websites and SEO and, and also images and all the it, things. It's going to be a lot of when fun. When we first offered this topic, like you had very little options in building a website and everything costs money. And yeah. now there's like so much amazing plug and play stuff. Yep. So it's really changed and it shouldn't, you should not be afraid of it. It's not expensive anymore. So I think that's really cool. Um, after he's done with that webinar, a few days later, we hop in the van. Well, first tour. we kick off our tour in Las Vegas. Yeah. And then we play the leaving Las Vegas song as we exit Alley Fitness and head to St. George. And How does kick it off. go? Leaving Las Vegas. No, that's, that's not no, it. It's, no. I'm leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so bright. Saturday night. Anyways, I know I did the Viva Las. Who sings it? I. It's like it's like not Alanis Morissette, but it's something like that. Um, Leaving Las Vegas song. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Well, I love Cheryl Crow. I went to the the Las Vegas airport and I was like going up the escalator to go to security, and the song was playing in the terminal, like for South Southwest, and I was like. Do they play this like 24-7 or is it just happening right now? Can you imagine if they played it all day long every time like someone entered the airport, they play Leaving Las Vegas? It was just <laughs> in that moment, but it felt so apropos. Anyways, um, so uh, we'll be playing that song and then uh, we'll go to St. George and then we will hit the rest of our cities. Um, Boston yeah, y'all, 7,000 like, miles. We're going from Vegas to Boston to Miami, there's, back to Vegas. There it's are gonna cities be in between like Denver, somewhere in Ohio, like lots of awesome stuff. You're gonna want to go to opc.me slash tour to find out all the stops and i expect you to get in your car and join us somewhere near you because yes, we do it, drive want it. this to be the biggest be tour we've ever done and just so you know at the time of recording this we don't have the details we can tell but i'm going to tell you right now you're going to want to make sure you spot this van yes you're going to want to make sure you come to this tour because there are reasons that you want to come besides meeting me yeah i'm just saying we got some exciting things cooking yes yeah so well tune in yes Before we go on to talk about Ryan, we have an amazing question from someone. Yes. Uh, so, okay. This is a great question. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably one that's I got sometimes overlooked because we obviously live in the world of Pilates. Uh, and so everything seems pretty obvious to us to where to find things. But somebody said, hey, how do I become a Pilates instructor? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a... <laughs> That's an, uh, that's an awesome question. actually like a question that gets asked so much. It's every single week when I look at like who goes to the website, when they search, they search for this. And we have lots of tools on this. Um, but I got this in an email because someone is like, I love Pilates. I, I think I should just be able to teach it, but I'm moving at the end of the year. And like, are there things I should consider? And I thought that that was such a great question. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say, we do have some free stuff on the site on profplies.com. We'll make sure the links are in the show notes that actually like a free course on like how to become a Pilates instructor. We also have a whole series of courses once you've like 
are like in a program so you can set your business up correctly. But in between those two, I have a book where the first chapter actually talks about what questions to ask a teacher training program. Um, while I'm a classical teacher, I do not force people to become classical teachers. The questions are things you should be asking any teacher trainer you are thinking of purchasing from, because here is the deal. No two programs are built the same. You cannot compare this, not apples to apples. It's like every type of produce and also the ones that you've never heard of. So every person, every program you've seen out there is built by someone based on what they want for their studio or what they were missing in their teacher training program. And so you first need to make sure that you like the teacher trainer that you have. The second thing, especially if you're moving, is to make sure that what you're being trained in is a comprehensive program and that you can teach in any kind of Pilates studio. So if it is something that's like, mm. oh, it's like, if you hear like, sorry, unique blend of exercises based on the equipment that we built, those are signs that it's not gonna be great for you Maybe not for other people. It might be great for other people. But if you are wanting to have a, a certification where you can go anywhere, you're looking for a comprehensively, him, pro comprehensively trained program on all the equipment so that wherever you end up in this world, you can actually teach in a full studio. Now, some countries have different rules around like actually being certified at the end of the day. For the most part, it's an unregulated uh, yeah. job, which is why there's so many different types of trainings out there. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to definitely check out my book. Um, it probably will take you six to nine months. Six to nine months is what you're looking at. To become uh, one, sure. Mm -hmm, yep. yep. And if it's anything that takes you more than a year, unless it's on your end, like that's your choice, that's a little interesting. Most of the time, it's most of the training weekends can happen within six to nine months, and then you take the amount of time you need. So anyways, get the book, uh, get the course, check it out, and then let me know what you end up doing so we can celebrate your process. If you have questions on anything, you want us to answer, uh, you can send that into the be a pod and we'll ask on the next episode. All right, loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know, that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long, you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slaw. No, you can have the amazing food in your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Okay, now let's talk about Ryan Lindner. Drawing on a wealth of experience overcoming personal hardships, Ryan Lindner collaborates with clients and top organizations around the world to address turnover issues and instill a sense of humanity uh, and understanding within workspace leadership. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he said, uh, uh, when you get hired for a role, they often, they treat you as if you are the role. Like, all right, you're going to run the shipping department. So we'll talk to shipping and receiving. All right, yeah, call shipping and receiving, not call Bob, but no, call shipping and receiving. And, uh, uh, you know, like humanizing mm. the team again. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. It just changes that scope. But uh, also, it was really interesting to listen to him talk about, you know, his, uh, like all the things and, and what he's been able to do and, and his personal struggle with, with uh, you know, um, imposter syndrome. So yeah, that was really I mean, cool. 
We've talked about imposter syndrome before on this podcast, probably several different episodes. John yeah. Malora was John a Malora top was a one really on that. Really great one. Really great one. Um, and so one of the things I love that we talked about is he discussed the tendency of people with anxiety to seek approval and please others. And the thing about ple- people pleasing is that's just a form of control. Um, and you actually can't control how those people are. And so uh, he explained that having boundaries means you have to say no more, which means you may have to end some toxic relationships or leave some jobs. And he emphasized the importance of self-love and owning one's worth um, and detaching that from external approval. Oh, my God. Well, if you can figure that out, y'all, in, a, in an, an episode, you deserve, you should be teaching a college course. It is hard, okay? Especially if you were raised to be that way, if that was like a learned behavior that you have. But I actually... I I like that he talked about boundaries means you have to say no. Do you know that it is actually kind to have boundaries? Mm. It is actually very kind to have boundaries. And we'll talk about this in an episode coming up with Kelly Adame. For my female, females wanting to live in a more feminine energy, it's actually very feminine to have boundaries and say how you will and will not receive other people. And so... Uh, boundaries doesn't mean saying no to every, like it's, I actually want to rephrase that. When you have boundaries, you are saying yes to the things you actually want in your life. Mm. If you don't have boundaries, you are actually saying no to something else. Well, you're probably saying yes to everything. You're saying yes to everything. Which means inadvertently you're you're dropping something. Especially yourself. Yeah, Um, usually. And so he said, he stressed so much. He's like, you have to love you. And you have to do that again. And you have to own who that person is. And I think I think this is the hardest part. I think a lot of people don't have love themselves because how many people listening, raise your hand, only one if you're driving, if your family taught you how to love you, did your parents show them like you, like self-love? Because that's how you learn it, right? Like it's a learned behavior. So if you only see your parents who are constantly trying to change how they look, if they're like, like my my all the women in my life were like always on a different diet every single week and then cheating and going here, I'm gonna have these chips with you. So like, I didn't see self-love uh, const- like consistently uh, modeled. And why would they? The people before them, that's a fucking luxury. Can you imagine the people in the depression yeah. and the wars going, I love myself so much. Like it's a fucking luxury, right? So we have generations of people not modeling self-love. That's so really the- interesting. I, I, I never really thought about that. My parents were, when I was, a kid every week they would drag me out to the stupid soccer game that they played in and we had to sit on the sidelines that's so cool and i hated it i was like oh, <laughs> yeah no, but that's so cool again. because they and would watch the, your fucking soccer and games. then on the weekends we would go sailing and every we hated sailing what my oh my god my dad was like trying to flip the boat he was having so much fun he's like this is the best thing ever and we're like terrified and my mom made us take a thousand swim classes i but, think that's why you're the unique human that you are because your parents showed you like how to have fun yeah and, I, like, think, I think do things for yourself yeah I, that's what i'm coming to i don't think i really realized that they were Maybe they were no just wonder. doing it because they wanted to do it, but they were actually also modeling. This is hilarious. Setting time aside for Do you know what, what everyone says about you? They're like, Brad is like so happy. Brad like, Brad's just like the kindest person. I was like, I know. He's just, it's a very interesting bird, isn't he? Like, they're just like, he's just like, he's just got like, he's just, you know, a good person who loves everybody. And like, you're not very good at taking, like prioritizing yourself. We're still working on that from yeah. the last episode. Yeah. But like, I don't see people pleasing in you at all. Like at no, all. No, and not so much. You have zero problems telling people no. 
I'm like, oh my God, we like told them yes. And he's like, it's okay. We just changed our plans. I'm like, we can't change our plans. We can- <laughs> we have to go. We said we'd be there. So like it explained, like you were modeled, like it's okay to do the things you want to do. And my you- parents liked to play volleyball. Mm-hmm. My dad played in the band at the church. It's too bad they don't like- listen to this show. They could hear how amazing they did a good job raising you. <laughs> yeah. My mom took sign language classes. Oh, that's cool. You know, like like they, they definitely you know, pursued individual things and, and then did those yeah. things. Yeah, so this was episode cool. wasn't for you at all. It wasn't. Um, at, at any rate, for the people <laughs> no. who this is for, if you struggle with these things. Oh, and, are you kidding? No, there's still plenty for me to learn from yeah. Ryan. Yes. Okay, but I'm just saying, if you struggle with these things and it wasn't modeled for you, it's, I'm not giving you a get out of jail free card, but I'm saying like, it's no wonder it's a difficult decision and you are going to have some toxic relationships that have to end. Um, and he, um, well, those, I mean, those talk, you know, what you guys were talking about was that those toxic relationships will inadvertently end. Yes. And also, uh, the very last thing I want to talk about is like, he stressed the importance of defining relationships from the start. And I, this was very interesting. When I went to college, there's this thing called DTR and I had no idea what that meant. And, uh, down to no determine the relationship oh dtr yes dtr it's a conversation it's a conversation well i went to a christian college y'all so no, I... shocking i know but i did uh and <laughs> you fucking <laughs> and did i fucking did <laughs> fucking did and i fucked i said fuck all the time there anyways um it was this like thing that people would do they're like oh we went on a date and then we dtr'd and i'm like after a date, like after a date. But I do, I'm not saying that like you should be doing that every time you date, but I do think it's important to be very clear about who people are in your lives and the relationship that it is and whether that's a conversation you have to have with them or if it is one that you just have to have with yourself to understand like, okay, Julie from the office who drives me fucking crazy, the relationship with Julie is at the office only. And if you're taking Julie's shit home with you, you are muddling the relationship or if you're letting julie want to also hang with you in the weekends you don't have to do that you can say hey julie i love i love our time at the office together but i i I don't have time for us to have a relationship outside of the office together and like yeah that might piss julie off and you know what hopefully you have a good hr and like that they probably already know how crazy julie is and so sorry for any julies out there fucking julie well i don't i mean karen the poor karens have already been (laughs) so let's just find a new name um anyways i think like Definitely take some time to define relationships from the start is going to help you take yourself off of the pressure of showing up in a way that's unaligned with the relationship's definition. Yeah, I, I, I did you think- DTR in college? Cause I never DTR'd. I was like, I'm going to get through four years of college without DTRing shit. <laughs> Cause it just felt weird. It felt like everyone's trying to get married right away. Cause I just want to have sex. And it's like, well, just go have sex. Anyways, that's I never, welcome I, to my college experience. <laughs> well, saying no wasn't something I, I was always you know, good at. You say no all the time. I do now. But when I was in college, I didn't. Oh, you said yes to everything. Well, it wasn't that I said yes to everything, but I wanted to fit in too. Mm. You know, even though I was still what? like. You you wore rings on all your fingers. You had your hair color the wrong yes, color in face of the yes, rules. I know. I, I definitely <laughs> pushed all the boundaries, but it didn't mean I didn't want to fit in. Okay. True, right? Maybe. So. so, you know, I don't know. But I I don't know. I thought the DTR thing was kind of silly. But I, I did try to date a girl on my campus. Um, and I asked her dad if I could date her. And he said no. And I was like, oh, fuck. Now what? <laughs> she lived in Canada. And I was like, that's fair. But uh, did her dad live in Canada? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised because that would be really great. Then she could stay. <laughs> if she married you. 
Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> clearly that didn't happen. Uh, but uh, no, I, I wasn't really trying to date so much. Um, I just thought it was all a little well, strange. Well, I don't even think Ryan was even talking about dating, but that's what my brain went to. <laughs> Ryan was just talking about like relationships in general, like the people in your lives. And so I do think determined relationship is really important. Yeah, I, I think so too, especially like... Um, you know, defining the relationship can help with boundary setting. And we were talking about boundaries uh, because, you know, if you're. Well, if the relationship is I, is a work relationship. Then the boundary is the end of the day. Yes. Period. And like, that's what I was going to If it's your boss, to, the boundary is the end of the day. And I think we were talking about this before on a previous episode here that the the way that work from home has shifted it's been so empowering and freeing and amazing, but it has also completely changed our boundaries. Mm -hmm. And if we're not careful, uh, you know, we're taking home, you know, all this work, meaning we never actually set an end of the day boundary for us. And I, I think that uh, it's also been, you know, mission creep with text messages from work coworkers and work and, and emails late at night and all this kind of stuff. And- Did you know, I think it's France or one of the other countries in Europe, it's illegal. To, to text your employee. Yeah. yeah. And also they're not, there is zero expectation of you responding to anything outside of office hours right. ever. Yeah. It's actually weird if you do that. They're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, and and I don't, I don't know that I agree. I think that's a bit extreme, but I, I, I do think that it's healthy to say like, unless the fucking house is burning down, don't contact me outside of those hours. And you're, and like, that's with, because you've defined the relationship as this is a work relationship, that it can help you reinforce your boundaries, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. yeah, anyway. Define your relationships. Okay, what did you love? Okay, so um, I, uh, well, you guys got into introvert, extrovert, how you, uh, and also defining that, how you recharged. Um, you know, some people recharge being alone and others, uh, you know, go together. Uh, you know, when it's when people together and uh, he started talking about how, um, you know, he's also, you know, very introverted, but he does all these speaking engagements. Right. And uh, so he talks to all these people all the time and how it stresses him out still, you know, even now after having done it for so much, so much time. And then he kind of, you know, he kind of, you know, he didn't hint. He specifically said, I had a conversation recently with like a general or somebody huge in the military because he got a chance to work with people in the mm -hmm. military, right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of led you down this interesting thing about titles, right? And how uh, titles made will make, still make him uncomfortable, can make you uncomfortable. If you know somebody's title, um, you started talking about doctor and how like you were teaching a doctor Pilates and how you're like, oh, why are they even taking Pilates from me? Because they are a fucking doctor and they know everything, you know, about, I, I don't remember what yeah. kind of doctor they were, but you, you know- It's you, an orthopedic surgeon. Well, that's what it was. And you, you came to this conclusion that, yeah, okay, they may understand the body, but they don't know how to move their own body. Yes. You know, and yes. anyway, the point of it, the point of his thing was that like, when he started to, to focus on their title, the people that he was discussing things with and talking to and coaching, basically, it was intimidating to him. But if he could like put the title aside and just talk to him like a human, then all of a sudden it would change the dynamic. And, you know, I mean, I, I, what it immediately made me think of was what if you were um, walking down the street and you bump into a president of the United States and you don't know that they're the president or were a president and you just 
strike up a conversation with them and you talk to them like a human. And it's probably gonna be just a simple, easy exchange, conversation, whatever, nothing weird about that. But if you were walking down the street and they have the presidential motorcade with 57 Secret Service agents and like dudes carrying guns near them, you're gonna be like, whoa, I have no, no way, I could never even speak to that person. I would never try. Yeah. You know, and so just knowing the person's title alone, it's such a crazy thing how we how that shifts our own dynamic. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like even when I was teaching Pilates, like when the celebrities would need a session where I was and I would have to teach them, like there's this moment of like, um, okay, so like it's a little awkward because yeah, like you're my, like, I feel like I know a lot about you. You know nothing about me, but also you're it doesn't matter. You just want me to teach you and I'm here to teach you, but I'm a little nervous and like it takes a few moments to get those butterflies out for sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fucking f- <laughs> 15 years ago, when I was, I had just moved to LA and I was in Trader Joe's with my roommate at the time. Um, and there's this girl walking down the aisle and I just started talking to her. And Like I, you knew her? No, I don't know. We were talking about whatever the fuck. I was just talking. I was just being friendly Brad, right? And so you're, you, he, Brad is, Brad talks to everybody. And, and we're talking and like, we had this, like, we saw each other in a couple rows and it was kind of cute. And we got to the, the line oh and we had to God. stand in the line. Like, and it's like right? every single person in like, LA, uh, like you try to meet someone at Trader Joe's. It's a yeah. And, thing. and, we're, and we're, we're talking and we're chit-chatting in the line and we're waiting and, you know, and then my roommate turns around and he goes, oh my God, are you so-and-so? And she's a fucking famous actress. And it just killed the entire conversation. And it was so bad. And I was oh, like, bro, 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 you fucked that up, man. What the hell? And, uh, and Who was it, it? Do you remember? I don't have any oh idea. Oh my god! I have, zero idea. I have no idea. I have literally no idea. I have no idea. But you know, and, uh, and but it was like it totally changed the dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wah, wah. yeah, yeah. So it's really funny. We put people on pedestals. They put like it's a whole thing. It's yeah, and that creates weird <laughs> imposter syndrome, which doesn't have to exist because they're just people who also need whatever you have to offer. So there you go. Yeah. Well, another thing I thought was really hilarious was um, he takes inspiration from Patrick Stewart, super famous uh, stage actor, and obviously like Star Patrick Trek. Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. Okay, I just uh, out yeah. myself. I've clearly not watched Star Trek. No, come on. He's like in. He's so, so this, famous. Like this. no, that's Spock. But yes, I appreciate that. Uh, but don't everyone on Star Trek do it? No, only Spock. Only Spock does this? Well, Spock and his people. For those of you listening, not watching but on Spock's YouTube. Spock's family was, it's the, it's, was killed. It's the fingers. Well, it's the just fingers. so you fingers. know, you have to do this in Pilates to put your straps on your feet if you're a classical teacher. Yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're not watching on YouTube, she's doing the split V thing. Yeah. But I have to cheat. I have to pull my fingers down. Oh my God, you could do it on both hands? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> come on, come on. You could do it. What is that hard? <laughs> teasing um so yeah anyway patrick stewart said that even today after being like like literally i think he's sir patrick stewart um and having, oh he's knighted oh yeah come on you fucking know who he is look at look up his he's picture. the bald guy yes look up his picture you know him anyway he uh he um uh has been on stage thousands of hours on stage right and in front of cameras and, and that's not things. spock no who's spock Okay, not, okay, I'll not look Patrick up. Stewart. Okay. Anyway, he said he still actually gets stage fright. After career, decades of doing it, he still gets stage fright. And he said, and he's, he has this little mantra that he says to himself. He says, you know what? I don't give an F. He probably mm-hmm. says, I don't give a fuck. Uh, right? And he says what happens in what what I thought was really interesting was like, how is that beneficial? Because that kind of seems like flippant and silly and ridiculous, you know, but what I thought was cool was that Ryan, 
said that you're actually, uh, you're, you're kind of freeing yourself in that moment. You're detaching from the outcome in the moment and, re- and you're reducing the stakes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a pretty cool analysis of I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I and, just want to say I did look up who Spock is. I don't know the difference of the two. And <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart's hotter if it's if it's anybody's concern. <laughs> we were all wondering, you know, if that's what you were thinking. Well, I mean, so, out of the yeah, two yeah. people, I would want to be with Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I, I can't do the eyebrows on Spock. I'm not in. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. We'll stick around. We'll be right back. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop and one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, so finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your convo with Ryan Lindner? Own who you are. There's nothing you have to become or do, uh, or you don't have to arrive at anything. Mm. You just have to allow it. Yeah, you are you. You were already you were born amazing. It already happened. I love it. Yeah. So I think. Well, I think it's also. I think it's just hard. You know, we feel like we need to be more, do more, or, you know, like we have to qualify. Or again, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago about our performance-based society, about how like, you know, the achievements that we are, are how we define ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? And I I think that, uh, of course, it feels good to like hit a mark that we set for ourselves. Uh, But again, we should celebrate that. And two, if we just jump from, mark to mark to mark we're not actually enjoying the the in-betweens ever mm-hmm. right and i think that we can apply that same thing about you know who are you who like who are we how how do we see ourselves i think that maybe we think of alice one who are you <laughs> and he does it and then he does a little smoke 
Who are you? you. Um, the ultimate question. My goodness. Uh, yeah, it's I. There's nothing more that you have to become to be mm -hmm. you. You're already you. You're it. You made it. You made it. Congrats. You You've arrived. already actually technically bend it till you sawed it. But you bend it. Till yeah. You well, sawed I don't it? know how to. I'm just trying to like. Babe, you have arrived at that. You are, you were born <laughs> that way, but now you maybe you still have to be it till you see it. But like you were, you were born that way, and so maybe the journey is just you oh. finding yourself back to who you already were. Oh man, are. we've bend it till we sawed it. You know what? <laughs> Past tense on the past tense. You don't like my double negatives. I guess you don't like my double uh, past I, tenses. I don't even know what to say. I mean, that, that's amazing. <laughs> All right. What about you? What is your well, biggest Well, he said away? then this is the hard, the, because that seems hard to just be who you are. So he actually said you would practice it. Mm. And um, I really, here's the thing. He says like practice it in front of people, practice speaking, put yourself on camera and record it. Like this will help build confidence. You know how confidence comes about you guys? Confidence is that you don't wait for confidence to bestow itself upon you. Confidence comes from doing the fucking thing over and over again until you feel like you can do it. Like, have you ever seen someone like, they're able to like like stir something that they're cooking and also like text on the phone without looking at it. Do you remember on old phones? This now I'm dating myself, but all the people listening to this are our age. T9. T9, where you could like not I could text without look without not look at your at phone. Yeah, not look at yep. your phone and you could like text. I would text I would text. I would not only that, my screen was broken. So I had to memorize the I, I literally memorized the um keypad. Because like, you could you see. could you read people's texts to you? No, no. So, but you would text them. I I would text them. I can't read to say, so just calling. <laughs> and and then I would also I had to force me to memorize people's phone numbers again. Yes. Yeah. So so but the reality is all those things come from practice and confidence comes from just doing the thing. Like that's just what it is. Mm. It's actually also from just like showing up and doing the thing you said you would do. That's also putting coins in the confidence bucket. And so um, if you are struggling with like just being yourself and being it till you see it, you can't just sit around and wait for it to like, like, you know, night itself upon you, you have to actually do the thing and practice it. So practice in front of me or practice it while you Practice doing it while you make a bed. Practice it while you do the dishes. Practice it while you're listening to Gaia try for the 17th time in this recording <laughs> session to find a bed that's comfortable for her. None of them are. We've tried seven. None of them are comfortable. So, but you, but we're going to keep practicing until we find a bed for Gaia. We're just going to keep going. But that is how you do it. So I really enjoyed this. I think it's important for us to revisit imposter syndrome because it just keeps showing itself up as an yeah. ugly, just like thorn in your side and yeah. it's coming because you are not being yourself yeah and so let us know how you've been to till you've sought it thank you for uh, bringing it back full circle yeah. i'm leslie logan and i'm brad kroll you're amazing for listening to our episode uh sometimes the wheels come off the bus we got three dogs and life going on but we hope that this helps you be it till you see it and not be perfect because that's boring. boring and if you have takeaways want you to tag the be a pod tag ryan and until next time be it till you see it bye for now that's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. 
It is produced and edited by the Epic team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website and finally to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. Own who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is nothing you have to be calm. No, become, I think. I that is really obviously wrong. <laughs> That's really wrong. I didn't really understand it, but I think it's become. Yes. Let's try that again. Okay. <laughs> Own who you are. That's take two, by the way. All right, my coffee lovers. I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are going to be at pod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!